0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win, bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir, we are back. I know this isn't the familiar voice that you hear on a Friday, but it's Friday. Happy hour going on in a couple hours. It's happy hour for me every hour. It's your guy, Really Rel, Villain real, Rell to Jr. How are you doing on this lovely Friday? It's great to be here. And we have an all star group here. I got Dan Titus and Scott Rochelle with me to break down these Western Conference Finals game two. Dan, how are you
1: doing today? Really Rel, Villain real. man, you've been crushing on. Uh... On your picks, man, it's great to see you win on, on Twitter and get the heat for it and uh, keep bringing it, man. I, I love these dogs. You're doing it. Same with Scott. Y'all, y'all are crushing it. So great to be here with y'all. Talk about last night's game um, with the Heat and the Celtics. I know Scott's probably feeling OK about uh, some of his picks there. And then, um, yeah, man. And then uh, talk about game two for the Warriors and the, uh, the Mavs, man. Are we expecting what are we expecting here? Is Luka finally going to hit some shots or what? Well, let's we'll see. We'll see. Scott, what's
0: going on? I feel like I haven't seen you in like 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, been about 10 minutes. Uh, WNBA podcast just got posted. Shameless plug. But to go through everything from yesterday, lost the lock, hit the dog. I believe I made 0.1 units. And you know what? (laughs) Hey. It counts, damn it. It counts, damn it. It's something. I think I was less than
1: that. I think I was like point a half a unit. (laughs) I was down one and a half, so y'all had a better day than I did. The one thing that
2: I noticed, really, based on how the series went so far, trust your instincts in this industry. Occasionally, you can switch some things. I know when we did the podcast, we thought Horford would be out. So that's kind of a big reason why I ended up liking Miami in the end. Decided to stick with it. A minus one, even though going into yeah. the series, I said I liked Boston to get destroyed in game one and win game two. I should have trusted my instincts, but <laughs> Boston in six was still my call going in. They're on pace for that now. I saw Celtics, even after game two, is now minus one and a half games at minus 105. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. If they win every home game moving forward, they win in six. I think that's a pretty good price. Hmm. I mean, Miami could win on the road, but the issue they I had going they to series—they haven't series, been great. They haven't the, been great on the road. The issue yet, I had so. in the overall series going in, I just think Boston's a much more talented team, and Miami's mm-hmm. well coached. I know Jimmy Butler is a dog, but at the end of the day, Boston just has so many weapons, and I feel like Miami has Butler as a one. Do they really have a two? I don't know how deep you want to go into the game yesterday. I had a prop I gave out on YouTube with Adebayo under 15.5 points because he's wow. been no-showing games left and right, and mm-hmm. he no-showed a game again last night. What's the concern level for Miami that Adebayo, who's arguably their second-best player, has just vanished offensively from thin air?
0: I think they gotta I mean, a in ball. Yeah. They got to give him the ball. I mean, when you look at his stat sheet, you're sitting here, and he goes three for six, and you're like, all right, that's not bad for a first-half stat sheet, but there's no reason you should be taking less than 10 shots in the game, really less than 12. To be honest, you, you're you the best center in, in the rest of the playoffs. You, know, you look at all the other centers in the playoffs, there's nobody better than you. So you need to go out there and act like it. And you, They need to scheme him the ball, but it doesn't look like that's in their offensive game plan. They've gotten away from that – Jimmy Butler and Bam pick and roll from that Tyler Hero and Bam pick and roll. Maybe when Kyle Lowry comes back, it's more of a Lowry and Bam pick and roll, but that doesn't feel as good as when Jimmy and when Tyler Hero do it with them. They've gotten away from that for this series. I haven't seen it done that much at all. It was a couple of times that it was done, and those were the only times that Bam scored points. So I, I, you got to get the ball to your big fella for me.
2: That was my main hey. takeaway from game two. I'm not going to dive into it that much because we know Boston smacked the crap out of him. You know, we don't actually have to deep dive all of that. But the main thing that has surprised me this series is how little involved Adebayo is in the offensive game plan, especially after he torched this team several years ago in the bubble. I know that it's a different situation based on the roster construction, but Adebayo is one of your guys. He should be touching the ball more. That was my main takeaway.
1: Dan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, eight, eight points, six and a half rebounds, and one and a half assists through two games is not going to do it. Um, I would also shout the the game playing by Udoka and just absolutely punishing Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I also like P.J. Tucker going down, that certainly didn't help. And um, I think they got to find more minutes for Duncan Robinson if the Heat are going to come back here because Victor Oladipo's minutes are absolutely worthless right now. Um, I'm actually going to be looking at some unders for him because I think Eric Spolscher is going to make some adjustments to get them some more firepower because right now Jimmy Butler was passive in the first half. He went off in the third, scored like 14, 15 points. Before that, if he's not aggressive, what is this Heat team? That was kind of like the point you guys were making before. It's like I don't know if they have enough firepower on this team to kind of keep up with the talent of the, the Celtics here. So Marcus Smart was great in his return 22, nine and 12 Jalen Brown continues to get buckets at will. They, they got to get some firepower and shout out to Peyton Pritchard plus 41 in game two, which is crazy. That's like the highest plus minus since Kendrick Perkins. I think he had the record from uh, back okay. in the day, which is kind of crazy, but uh this, you is got some show like plus minus. this is why I don't like plus minus for <laughs> bullshit stats like that. It's so stupid. It, yeah. How do you so know stupid, Kendrick man. wasn't impacting that game?
0: <laughs> and Peyton Pritchard. Like, come on, yo, why are yeah, you yeah. about this? <laughs> but yes, I, I get it. I don't think that, I think that the heat have a higher ceiling of talent, but I think the, not heat I have, the Celtics have a higher ceiling of talent and that when they are doing their absolute best, they are that much better than the heat. But, the Heat have more depth with talent. And the Celtics are out here probably running seven, eight guys any night. He can go 10 deep and not feel the effects of that. So
1: I'm, I'm looking for the
0: adjustments. I'm looking for the adjustments.
1: Yeah, they got, I mean, this game really came down to shot variance. Celtics made a lot of shots. The Heat did not. So what happens in game three? You know what I'm saying? On, on, the, on the road, I feel like the Heat might come out correct, but I think I'm going to look for Boston in the first, in the first quarter. Uh, I think I'm seeing it at one and a half. I think they're going to continue their momentum at home because they've, well, they've been quick. good at home yeah. as well.
2: I agree. I'm going to ask quickly, since I did mention the one and a half play for the series now at minus 105, do you think Miami steals a road game? Because if they don't, then you cash your bet. Yes. You think, think they, they will can. steal
1: a road game? Okay. I think they can.
2: I think they can, oh, too. Right. I think any, anything's possible. I'm asking if you think they will, Dan. Come on. <laughs> you got to take a stance. <laughs> anything's uh, possible.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I could see it by game four. Yeah, I think one of the, they're gonna they're gonna have to split.
2: I think they will. Yeah. I like the Celtics in game three though. But okay.
1: Yeah. Shout out I KG can
2: man.
0: Four. Shout out KG and shout out WinBets. bet fifty dollar win two hundred dollar promotion or fifty dollar bet qualifies you for two hundred dollars in free bets and plus the Win Bet Casino is offering you a hundred percent deposit bonus up to thousand dollars and the Win Las Vegas they're giving away a golf trip to Win Las Vegas. Bet $100 on golf this week and Be entered in a chance to win a golf trip to win Las Vegas. But the permission ends on May 22nd, so get that in quickly. So much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state. where we'll play through WinBet. is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. And Sleeper is the fastest fantasy-growing platform with millions and millions of players today. You probably have a fantasy league there already. I use it for my dynasty league. We just did a rookie mock draft for SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. Me and Scott, go tap into that. And you can now make money on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Super easy, super simple Take your sport like basketball. You could take props like points, assists, rebounds, whatever. Pick the players you want and just simply click over or under. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. And if you pick correctly, you don't have to get all of them. But if you're like a guy like me that likes to go all in and you pick correctly, you can win from 2 to 20 times the money you put in. You can do the math on that. I'm not going to do the math on it because it's really a lot right now and I can't do it. I'm trying to get through this read. So, Super excited about the over-under game. And it's great because you can join your buddies' contest. You can join our contest, the SGPN contest, by going to sleeper.com SGP. It will take you to the SGPN contest. And you will automatically match your deposit up to $100. So use promo code. This is the code, sleeper.com SGPNBA. So sleeper.com SGPNBA. That will take you to our group. And you can see me, you can see Munal, Sean, all those guys. Everybody is in the group. $100 deposit match up to $100. So, terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details at sleeper.com slash SGPMBA. All right, fellas, it's time to get to the moneymaker. Let's talk about the reason that the people are here. We have the Dallas Mavericks Already in Golden State for game two, they got absolutely ran out the gym in game one. Some people predicted it. Others did it. We predicted it on this show. So, well, when the, my internet wants to... There we go. We have Golden State minus six two fourteen on the total. Dan, let's start with you. What, if anything, are you taking from game one and are going to apply into the handicapping game two?
1: that the Mavericks are not going to shoot at 36% in game two. Um, I think that they're, they'll come, they'll, they'll make their adjustments. I think we'll see the, the offense um, definitely get a little bit more uh, positive shot variance here. I mean, they shot horrible from three. That's really been their bread and butter. I also think that the Warriors are going to regress a little bit. You know, they kind of played like the Phoenix Suns in their, in their first couple of games hitting what, 60-something percent of their two-point field goals. That's actually mm-hmm. exactly what uh, I think Dallas wants. They just need to make some shots. So um, I actually really like – I think that – I haven't bet it, but I really like the Dallas Mavericks in the first half. But my bet is going to be the, the Warriors in the third quarter. I think that this is where the the Warriors tend to settle in at home. They have mm-hmm. great second halves and third quarters. Um, right now I see the, the third quarter at two and a half. I'm going to take the po- – I'm going to lay the points with that. Um, I just think that this Golden State team is just too good on their home floor in these situations. Um, Curry and Clay didn't even have a good game, but we saw Poole really emerge. I think he's going to be huge in this series because that bench unit for the Dallas Mavericks next to Spencer Dinwiddie is like next to nothing. So uh, there's no way that can check Jordan Poole in that second unit. Um, and and uh, Andrew Wiggins, man, we'll see what he can do against Luka in game two, but he was amazing in game one, really uh, sending – and then Steve Kerr also sending a bunch of different – Looks to Luca, you know, from box and one to zone um, mm-hmm. to man to man. So I think they're going to continue to disrupt Luka. But um, yeah, really like the the uh, the, the uh, Warriors third quarter here, two and a half. That box one had me in
0: tears when I said Dude. it because it's
1: like who you does just that, don't that That's high school. <laughs> right. It's high right. school.
0: So look, yeah. I, I'll tell the story real quick. Norfolk, Virginia. This is like circa twenty. 2013, 2012, not really that that long ago for a lot of people, but it is for me, whatever. All right, so I'm in high school, and my rival high school is Maury High School, and that is where Matt Coleman is playing, the guard for Texas that played at Texas. He was playing. The only thing that our coach ran was a boxing one with my guy, Curtis Dudley, and he had the one-on-one with Matt, and everybody else was, was do, uh, defending around him. It was hilarious, and You know, the last time I can vividly remember seeing that in the NBA is the 2019 finals with the Raptors. The Raptors versus the Warriors back when KD was out. So KD was out during that game, and they ran it against Steph, and it was Fred Van Fleet. So it was really funny to see that Steve Kerr went back into his bag and just flipped that and ran a box of one for a couple of sets. Scott, what are you doing with this?
2: For this one, I do agree with Dan that, Dallas is definitely going to hope for regression from Golden State because sixty percent of twos is kind of crazy. However, I'm trying to think of what adjustments Jason Kidd's going to make because, of course, the main adjustment isn't make some damn shots. I'm assuming it's going to be to protect the paint because even though Golden State we know is a dangerous three point shooting team, it seemed like Golden State just had a bunch of free runs to the rim in the entire first game, and we saw Golden State outscored them forty four to twenty uh, to uh, thirty two, forty four to thirty two in points in the paint. I think we'll see Dallas kind of funnel a little bit more inside because Golden State did not shoot it that well from the outside. Now, as for the offense, I feel like the only adjustment Dallas has to make is make some shots. I mean, it seemed mm-hmm. like they were getting decent looks. They just missed a bunch they of shots. Work. Luka wasn't making. Brunson, I believe, was 0 for 5 from 3. Dimwitty was pretty good. I had him on the prop cast, so he played well, but nobody else really did anything. And I feel like if you want to talk about what – the main issue is for Dallas in the series, and the main reason why I liked Golden State to win the series in six was the fact that Golden State is even more willing to play small than Dallas is. And Dallas was able to really torch Gobert and Aiton defensively in the first round. First of all, shout out to Looney, because Looney actually looked pretty good defensively, and he was able to play a lot longer than I thought he was going to in that first game. But Golden State, when the loony lineup starts to get torched, they can put Draymond at center. And they probably have a better small ball lineup than what Dallas has. And the Mavericks can't say that about the first two opponents they face. So I guess my point is, if Dallas' secret weapon, their secret trick was going small, and Golden State is more than happy to go small, I don't know what type of counter Jason Kidd's going to have when their main trick to get back into series is now basically voided. So I still like Golden State. I just think they match up quite well against Dallas.
0: I like Dallas here and it's ultimately it is more of they have to make more shots but what I'm looking for is you can you have to dominate the tur- turnover margin against mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors. It can't be close. They they won 13-15. But this has to be more – you have to get the Warriors into that 20-plus turnover range. It's got to be like 10-20,
2: something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: it's got to be a lot better than that. You can't have it close because Golden State is going to dominate the boards, which, you, like you said, they play small better. And so they're dominating the boards. They out-rebound them 51-35 in that game. And the issue that I have with the death lineup and where they do go smaller and they bring Poole in there, take Looney out, is that it makes them more – it, they're more, su- su- they Suckable? can actually, yeah, suck go to, I couldn't get that out, <laughs> it's but so- it's hilarious. <laughs> but yes, yeah, they can't defend. They, ultimately, that's what it is, they can't defend. Jordan Poole is going to light you up on one end, but he can, he can give up some stuff on the other end. So if you have that, and you have that lineup of Luka versus Brunson and versus Dinwiddie, and that's really what I'm looking forward to and seeing, not only in this game for the rest of the series, what happens when they bring out all the firepower? What happens when they clear the bench and all the firepower is on the court? When it's Steph, Clay, and Poole versus Luka, Brunson, and Dinwiddie? What's going to happen, especially on the road for the Dallas Mavericks? Can they get those shots to go in? That's why I was on a bunch of unders the first game, because I didn't think that the shots were going in in game one. Hopefully, there's, it's nowhere but up. Dang. You can't, can't do much worse than 22.9% from three. I mean, I guess you can, but it's really, really hard to even shoot that that bad especially with the open looks that they were getting a lot in the first half. So that's why I'm more on – I'm on Dallas plus six and a half for the game. I think that Dallas is going to make it close, maybe a Warriors win. But I'm more on Dallas first half, Dallas first quarter, because I think that they're going to come out and try to really set the tone. I took the first half play on the Mothership pod with Sean and Ryan. I'm going to take the first quarter play on this one because I think that – One, I don't think Andrew Wiggins is going to start the game on fire like he did last time, and that was a major reason for why they won that first quarter. I think Luka is going to dominate, and he's going to be able to get the shots he wants and go get his things going. And once he starts going, he's going to open up more because Steve Kerr's going to make adjustments, and he's going to open up a little bit more, and they're going to beg these other shooters for Dallas to take the ball and shoot it. I just think this time they make the shots. So I like that first quarter play for the Dallas and Mavericks.
1: just wanted to add real quick. yeah, yeah I was going to add real quick to, to what Scott was saying about the rebounding disadvantage. I, I think you're right. Like, that's the adjustment on defense that that kid's going to have to make. They scored 14 points, 14 second-chance points, um, and and just dominated them on the offensive glass. So, yeah. So, are, are, do you guys think that it's possible we're going to see on the Dallas side more Powell versus Kleba, like, just because he plays closer to the rim? Or wh- where do you think is the lineup for – for Dallas to be able to combat that small ball lineup for the Warriors.
2: That was my point. I don't know what answer you have because Powell was a guy in the regular season who was pretty good for you, but he's barely played in the playoffs because he didn't get cooked. And the issue that you run into is defensively, do you really want Powell to be chasing people around screens the entire time? Probably not. Mm. The way that I see it is Kleber was the center that has really helped them out because they can space the floor offensively. Right. So if you end up using Powell, yeah, your rebounding might get better, but your offensive spacing is going to be shot because Kleber is a huge piece of spacing the floor because you can't have the opposing center double team in the paint for any of the Luka drives because he has to keep an eye on Kleber, which goes back to my point where I just think that Dallas is in a bad matchup where I'm trying to think of what answers they actually can have, but if you're going to go small because that's that's what got you here and Golden State does it better – and Golden State out-rebounds the leading rebounding team by 26 in Game 6, I think you're going to have some problems because Dallas wasn't a very good rebounding team anyway.
1: Do yeah, you expect
2: Golden State to win the rebounding battle in every game? Because I do. Unless they, shoot, unless they just shoot a bunch of bricks. They should win uh, the rebounding battle every game by at least five. They should. agree. So – That's going to be a problem. They're the better rebounding team. And that's
0: that's ultimately what it is. And that's something that Dallas is going to have to look to update in the offseason of how can we affect the rebounding, how can we become a better rebounding team while continuing to do what we want to do, which is play small. So it's going to be an adjustment. What are we thinking on the total of sitting at 214 right now, Dan?
1: I'm going to go under on it. It's pretty chalky, but, like, even with the shooting variance, like going towards back to the Dallas Mavericks, if if they make the shots, I mean, this game was trending to be a – uh, an under from the first half. And, you know, this, the Warriors, I think this game's going to be a lot tighter than the first game was. So I'm not expecting a blowout here. I, I feel you on on rel on the taking the points with Dallas. Um, I think we're going to see the Warriors sh- continue to struggle to shoot the ball a little bit. And um, I think this one goes under 214. And the under, in the Mavericks' last 71 games as, as dogs, the under's gone over. The, on, the, it's been, the game's gone under 68% of the time. So um, Dallas is really good at strapping up when they need to. Uh, But I don't think that they're going to win this game outright. Scott,
2: over to you. I'm going with the under. Golden State scored 112 in game one. But you could also be a bit disappointed by that point total because they shot 56-plus percent from the floor. (laughs) You assume Golden State's going to score 120 when that happens. So I do believe you. I was going to say, I I think you'll see regression. I'm assuming Golden State will probably shoot close to – 48%, 49%, 48%, 49%, something like that. So I'll pencil Golden State in for about 105, maybe. I think they'll shoot a little bit better from three. But Dallas, would I be shocked if they did not get to 100? No, because we know when Luka plays, the pace is a lot slower. So based on the fact that the pace should be slow, and Dallas's main goal defensively should be, don't let the Warriors get out and run. They should try to slow the game down. I like the under.
0: So, for me, and I'm going to just make it a clean sleep on the under here. When I'm looking at the total turnovers, Dallas had 13 turnovers for the last game. Well, no, a lot. So, yeah, they got 15 turnovers from the Golden State Warriors. Points off turnover, they had 15 points. They only had seven fast, po- fast break points for the game. They don't want to run. They don't. So even oh, if down. they turn the ball over, they're not looking to go out in a fast break. They're letting to stop, get their half-court offense set, and then go run a Luka isolation or get some of their shooters open. And that's going to dramatically slow the pace down. I think that the adjustments made by Jason Kidd will keep the Golden State more at bay, probably closer around that 100 range for a team total. And if Dallas is sticking close to that, it, this this goes way under. So I think that 214. I understand why it's that high because of what we've seen from Dallas last series, but I think this is a brand new series I'm still taking it under here. Anything else, any props or anything for the game before
2: we move on? I think my favorite prop in the game uh, is Draymond Green, under 8.5 points. I just think it's too high. I understand that he's been a bit more aggressive recently. He's gone under 7 in 5 of the last 7 games. You know, in the last 7 games combined, he's 0 for 7 from 3.
1: Yeah, it's, can't it's three really props Been sitting at that yeah. half. That half for.
2: Uh, oh, it's for a, a half, but it's like minus two fifty on the under. So <laughs> the thing is, it was seven and a half in game one, but Dallas gave up a bunch of points in the paint. And I think the main adjustment is to at least limit the number of open runs to the rim. And if you do that, Draymond's ba- Draymond's basically useless offensively if you limit the runs. So for me, I'm going with his under eight and a half. The way I look at it, I'm gaining an extra layup of insurance because I would lose at seven and a half on four layups, but now I lose on five. I'll dare Draymond to hit five layups. (laughs) All
1: right. (laughs) Dan, anything for you? Yeah, I like uh, Steph Curry over 10 and a half rebounds and assists. Um, You can grab that at one book at minus 132, but I've seen some other books at plus money at 11 and a half, and I still like that. He's averaged 14.8 versus the Mavs this season. That's including the playoffs. Um, He grabbed nine rebounds and three out of five, and he grabbed – Dished out at least seven assists, three out of five. I what think he he's going to continue to
2: – Get 12 rebounds?
1: Yeah, 12 rebounds in game one, yeah. 12 rebounds and uh, four dimes. Um, yeah, so I, I like Steph Curry here, man. I think he's going to continue to struggle from the field a little bit, not be as aggressive on offense. They're going to continue to spend doubles at him, blitzing him, and uh, I think he's going to be passing the rock and uh, continue to hit those boards. It's the boards that's really surprising me, but he's mm-hmm. been really doing a great job against the uh, Dallas Mavericks this season.
2: All right. You have any so- problems you like Terrell?
0: Yeah, for me, I'm um, I'm going back to the will, and I'm going back to Kevon Looney's rebounds prop, and I just Ooh. he they're not doing. I don't see the Dallas Mavericks doing anything to get Looney off of the floor. At most, maybe you try to make him foul out, yeah, but I yeah, don't. That trouble. doesn't seem like that's in the cards. And he's been playing very good defense. So if he's gonna be on the on the floor, I'm just gonna bank on Steph not getting 12 rebounds again. Because Steph <laughs> led the, he led the game in rebounding. If there was a prop on who would be the rebounds leader, I'm sure Steph was very pretty juiced in that prop. And so I'm going to take Looney. I got it at six and a half, I think, last time. And now it's sitting at – hold on, let me try to find that number for you while I'm talking. But ultimately, Looney still had 22 rebounds against the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a way better rebounding team than the Dallas Mavericks. And so I'm, I'm going to bank on Looney here. I think that he has the possibility of getting into that 10-rebound range and just do, and that's his contribution for this game. I see 7.5. Yeah, seven and a yeah half. I see 7.5 for him sitting right now at 118. I think that's bad. I think that's the highest I played though.
2: I think that was the biggest shocker <clears throat> from game one for me. I was shocked at how well Looney played defensively because mm-hmm. after Dallas torched – Aiton and Gobert. I know Looney's only 6'9", so I get that he's a little bit, you know, I guess more capable of guarding the perimeter. I really thought they would get him involved in every pick and roll, and he would mostly get torched, and he would basically be unplayable because that's what we saw mm-hmm. from Dallas for the majority of the series. And Looney not only survived, he thrived. I thought he looked fantastic defensively. So I'm with you. I, I thought Looney was going to play 15 minutes in game one because I thought that they just wouldn't be yep. able to use him and he played north of 25, and at no point did Dallas really even threaten to get him forced off the court. So, yeah, I'm with you. I thought Looney looked really good in game one. That was my main surprise. Yep, very much so. All right,
0: let's talk about Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. This stuff is a delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day off Right. Look, it supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It does all of that for less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. I try to tell you all the time. Health is wealth, people, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It supports better quality sleep and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and to make it easy Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/sgp again that's athleticgreens.com/sgp health is wealth health is wealth and Take care of your internet health because IP Vanish is the VPN for you to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet from hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. This will 100% encrypt your data while not sacrificing speed on your computers, tablets, phones, even a fire stick. So I don't go anywhere without it. I used it during my entire deployment. And they're offering you an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with the 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. All you have to do is go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP to claim your savings. That's com slash SGP. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the day, lock and dog. Scott, I'm going to throw it over to you first. What is your lock
2: and dog? So I've noticed a lot of my co-hosts have been doing player props for some of their locks and dogs. I'm going to go back to Draymond. I'm going to take him under eight and a half. The number's just too high. I'm just trying to figure out a situation matchup-wise where he would be able to get double digits again. And I'm mostly thinking of what adjustments Jason Kidd is going to make. And even though there was a lot of quality shot making in game one by Golden State, there were also a lot of quality shots, mostly around the rim. I think the main adjustment is Dallas has to do a better job of protecting the paint, and if that's one of the focal points, I'll dare Draymond to hit a bunch of jump shots because we know Draymond doesn't look at the rim on half of the possessions. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, eight and a half for a guy who could easily attempt less than five shots in an entire game on any given day is definitely too high for me. I'm going to take the under. We know Draymond's a facilitator. We know energy-wise he spends a lot more energy on the defensive end. But eight and a half for a guy who really does not have much touch outside of, what, four feet? I think that total's too high. I'm going to take the under. All right, and what's your dog? My dog is going to be an alternative total because I did that yesterday with the over in the heat game, and that worked out quite well. But I'm going to do it with the under, and the total in this one is 214. I'm going to look for a... 211.5, Two eleven and a half, and to find the actual price on that, I see around plus one fourteen. If you want to go under two twelve and a half, that's plus one hundred four, one hundred five or so. But I'll go with the under two eleven and a half for all the reasons we mentioned. Golden State we thought was overly efficient in Game One, but they also did a good job of limiting turno- of limiting turnovers. I expect Golden State to struggle more offensively and Dallas pace wise in this matchup has to try to slow the game down. Give me the gimme the adjusted alternative total of two eleven and a half under at about plus one fourteen, one fifteen.
0: All right.
1: Damn. What is your lock in your dog? I lock under two fourteen. Um just the way that we guys we've been talking about the pace being slowed, um, the adjustments being made by Dallas to um kind of stop, not only stop the, the offense here, but also pack the paint a little bit, not get beat as as much on the glass and in the paint. So um, I think this is trending to an under. Um, the, the, the Warriors shot very well from two. I think that they're probably going to regress a little bit back down to a more normalized average there. Um, maybe hit some threes, but I don't think that this game is going to really swing into a, a high scoring affair. So uh, I feel comfortable with that under 214. For my dog, I'm going to go with an alt line for Steph Curry. Um, seeing over 13 and a half rebounds and assists at plus 225. I'm going to take the over on that. He's gone over in every game that he's played against them, including the playoffs five out of five. So I, th- I think I'm going to continue to run here. I think Dallas is a really good matchup for him in terms of locking him down from scoring perspective. But um, as we've seen him have this boon in rebounding as well as getting, he had like five assists in the first 19 minutes of the game um, in game one. So uh, I think he's going to be, be plenty busy uh, rebounding and, and dishing it out as well.
0: All right. For me, my lock, I'm going to chalk. I'm going to go a little bit different, and I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go Warriors third quarter minus one and a half because I'm just going to associate a game script that I have with this game. I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to come out fast. I think they're going to punch the Warriors in the mouth, and I think they're going to be leading at halftime. And the Warriors are – one of, if not the best third quarter team in the entire NBA. This is what we've known this Warriors team to be for years under Steve Kerr. They've always come out after halftime and played with a lot of pace. They've gone out there and dominate the game plenty of times. I think that this is another opportunity they can do it. And they even dominated the third quarter when they were up by a whole bunch of points last game. So I'll take the Warriors third quarter minus one and a half at minus 115 on Winbet. And for my dog. I'm going back to that first quarter and just gonna keep the game script going with the Dallas Mavericks first quarter money line. You can get that at plus one forty right now on win bet. I think the Dallas Mavericks are gonna come out quick and they're gonna to try to play with a lead and they're gonna to try to hold on for the duration of the game. I think they hold on to it for the whole half. And then that third quarter is really where the Warriors are gonna put some pressure on, and we're gonna get a really good game in that second half. So I'm taking the Dallas Mavericks here. The Warriors are four and eight with winning the first quarter last game. They're 4-8 and eight over the duration of the entire playoffs in that first quarter, so I'm going to take a stab at the Mavericks here. They didn't get it done last game. I think they'll get it done this one, and I'm getting a higher number than I did last time at plus 140.
2: So just to make sure, uh, we, we all think that Golden State's going to win game 2 outright, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I do,
0: I do. I think Dallas will make it close plus 6, but I think that Golden State holds on at the end.
2: I think Golden State might win handily, but either way, I think Dallas being down 2-0, is the most expected outcome in my eyes. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, we get All a real right. series when it goes back to Dallas. Yep.
0: Yes, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, and it's not nothing quick.
1: All right. Dan, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, just uh, continue to check into the prop cast. Um, we just did a great episode, so check that out on uh, rookie yardage, wide, re- rookie wide receiver yardage totals. Uh, make sure you hit that Jahan Dotson under. Um, cause that's egregious that they put it at 709 with Carson Wentz as quarterback. But other than that, find me on Twitter at Dan Titus going to be doing some more stuff with SGPN, uh, coming up here as the, uh, the NBA series start to wind down and also going to be great to meet y'all in person, um, on Monday and everything. So, uh, excited to see the crew out and in the uh, live studio and all that. We're going to have a great time in Vegas. Is there any fear that Sam Howell steals the starting job from Carson Wentz? I say there should be fear, man. (laughs) Who believes in Carson at this point, man? Come on now. Oh, Scott, anything for the people before we get up out of
2: here? No, you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Besides that, I know Terrell and I just dropped the WNBA gambling podcast, so we got that covered for you. Besides that, once again, looking forward to meeting up with the squad in Vegas. Should be a lot of fun. And I know that, well, Terrell and I have been – well, quite busy, uh, you know, giving out a bunch of picks on a variety of shows and hopefully yep. they continue doing well.
0: All right. You guys know where to find me at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. I'm open to all great comments, bad comments, trolls, anything. It doesn't matter. My DMS. Well, no, not my DMS, but my mentions are open. My DMS are closed. Origin story. <laughs> yeah. The origin story. And so. Hmm. No, wait. Download SGPN app. Go there and wherever you listen to your podcast leave us a review leave us a review matter of fact send us the review send us a review i might you know uh, i might try to let's see let's see we might have a, a contest coming up it's been a while since we did a contest maybe something for the finals i have to talk to the bosses let me talk to the bosses see what we can do about that but make sure you download the SGPN. The SVN slack, SG.pn slash slack. Hop over to the Slack channel and talk to us in there. Hashtag NBA and NBA channel. Hop into the wmba channel. Hashtag WNBA. Subscribe to the wmba gambling podcast. Look, it's nothing but winners over there. Nothing but winners. I'm 14 and 7 to start the season. 14 and 7 is 7 straight dog picks to start the season. What are you doing, guys? Come on, come over to the WNBA gambling podcast. Look, season's almost over. Playoffs are almost over. You're going to need some hoops to bet on over the summer. WNBA has it for you. Other than that, I have nothing else. And I also have no idea how I'm going to end this podcast, as per usual. So we're just going to end it like this. We are out. Basketball.
1: Give me, give me, give me the ball. Because
2: I'm gonna, gonna...